Hey, Sam, guess what? It's what? Time. It's time for the Zone of Truth. Zone of Truth is our behind-the-scenes segment of Pot Rod. Yes, I'm officially making that a thing. We've found ourselves at the end of recording an episode, and we still have so much to say. We wanted a place to be able to discuss some of the decisions we made as players and as world builders. On this first episode, I thought it would be nice to introduce ourselves a little better and talk about our character creation process. Okay. Ooh, I'm so excited. Let's open it up. Get some deets. Um, Okay. Sam, why don't you tell our lovely listeners more about you, especially how long have you been playing D&D? Hi, I'm Sam. I play Ro. I've been playing D&D. Jesus Christ, I am old. (laughs) I would say 30 years would be a... Third, 29, 30 years is a good estimate, I believe. Um, oh, shit. I know. I've been playing since I was a kid um, in, like, sixth grade. So maybe, like, I was, like, nine or ten. Some, yeah, that's about 30 years. Um, so I started playing second edition. Um, my best friend's sister decided to babysit us. And to keep us busy, she decided to make us build characters. And we played D&D the entire day. And we fell in love with it. And we continued to play. We followed it all the way through 3rd edition, 3.5. Then we went into modern for a while. And then we kept playing 3.5 until 4th edition came out. And then we played 4th edition, even though everybody hated it. But I thought it was like a card capture battle game because you had all your abilities on cards. So you could keep track of everything. So it was like a grab and go. I understand that people hated it because it wasn't as crunchy as things. But if you wanted to do like a quick like game, it worked out great. And then when 5th edition came out, I fell in love with 5th edition with how easy and flexible it is. Um, however, I've always usually defaulted to the DM. I've only had like four or five characters that I've actually played. So I had no idea that you have been playing so long um, or that you have always had to DM. Like I know that our experience, you've pretty much been DMing all of the time, but I didn't know you hadn't played as uh, characters that often. My brain makes up stories, and it does not stop ever. <laughs> so I like world building. Um, and I am a DM that has the rule of cool, that if you do something, even though the book tells you you can't do it, I follow the rule of cool because it's going to be funner for me and funner for the players. And if the story is better, I'm going to go with that. Just because... I mean, overall, we're telling a story we're going to enjoy. I'm not a math nerd, so I'm not a hardcore into the, well, this goes this and this, because that's kind of boring. How about you, Natasha? Tell everybody. My whole story. Uh, so I'm Natasha playing Lou, and I have been playing D for... Hold on, let me rephrase that. I think I said playing D and I didn't have the second D. Have you been playing D? <laughs> Whose oh, D have you been playing been with? playing the D. Oh my God, I think I found our first teaser clip. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been playing D&D uh, for about, technically, you could say six-ish years. However... Uh, caveat to that my first game was about six years ago and we were just getting a taste of it it was really just kind of a group of people who hadn't ever played before and then our dm had played before 
and it was great and everything, but this was all pre-COVID. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, it was, it wasn't six years ago. It was probably closer to four. Time has no meaning anymore. If four to five, four to six, somewhere in that range. Little so side what? note, if you are playing in my game and I'm a DM, time really does not have a meaning. I can attest to that. Um, <laughs> Timey-wimey bullshit! Sometimes you walk through a door and eight months go by. So, mm-hmm. uh, more on that later, I guess. But <laughs> anyways, so back when I first started, it was an in-person game. And that was great. We were doing 5E. It was all on paper. We weren't using any of the electronic stuff. I literally printed out basically an entire player's handbook from the printer because you could get all of the details for free online, but I didn't have internet at home. So I, so that feels like so old to have said. Um, Did you have a dial-up modem, too? No. For our listeners who don't know what a dial-up modem is, you had to sacrifice your your phone to go on the internet, and it made this really loud, annoying noise that you know somebody hates and has had to go through that if you play it, and they cringe. Sam, you're assuming that everyone knows about landline phones. That's true. (laughs) Um. So it it's like a cell phone, <laughs> but in your house that you can't take out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it wasn't that long ago, but <laughs> it was one of the things at the time where we I was sacrificing internet because of cost, uh, because I could get most of the things that I needed through a hotspot on my cell phone. But anyway, so sorry, this is a long, dumb story that, you know... As D&D goes, with in-person games especially, uh, things happen. You start meeting less and less frequently. I ended up uh, moving to a different place that wasn't a lot farther away, but it's about 45 minutes away from where we had been meeting to play. And it just ended up fizzling out. Everybody sort of had their own stuff going on, and it fell by the wayside. Uh, And then I didn't play again for a little while until I was invited to play with Sam and uh, he was putting together a little group to DM with uh, Jimmy, who is kind of our original mutual contact. (laughs) I think we get along better and we both want to smack him with a ruler sometimes. I have done that. Uh, Jimmy is my coworker and that's sort of how we got started with this. Uh, then we played a campaign that went about, was it like a year and a half? Yeah, like a year and a half. Yeah, and we finished the campaign, thank you very much. So yeah. that's one thing under our belt that most people can't say they did. Right. So we played for a long time in general meeting every week. And that was really great. And was the first time that I felt as connected to my character. The first time, the first career character I created, I wasn't as tied to. I loved his background story, but he... I was trying to play an evil character right out the gate, and that is just... Y'all, evil characters are not easy to stick to. That is 
That is difficult. Says the lady who likes to stab her uh, other players. That wasn't evil. You put us in a situation where, okay, admittedly, I thought (laughs) the worst. That's just kind of how I am as a player, though. I have a running bit um, in all of my campaigns so far. We need to save that for when Lou does it. For when it happens? Okay, we'll save it. We'll save it. Um, But there is a thing that I typically have done for all of my characters since that one with Sam. And And it's only worked once in a game that we weren't a part of. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are part of the game, but we didn't create the game. Yeah. (laughs) Which now has solidified to me that I must always do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So, yeah, that's kind of my limited experience up to now. And now I've gone from playing very little to just playing so much. Right now, I am including Potrod. I'm in four campaigns currently. I'm the DM of one, a player in another, and then a player in this one. Mm -hmm. So that's very interesting, but I've actually really loved it. All of my characters are pretty different. They do have kind of an underlying meanness to all of them. Because uh, I think it's too hard to play a character that's nothing like yourself. That, Especially for a long term. You could play like an NPC that's nothing like you. But I think playing a full-on campaign character that has nothing in common with yourself is kind of impossible. I think Alaris is less like you than all the others. Alaris is less like me. But it's also early kind of early days for her. We've been playing that campaign for a few months, but technically time-wise, we've been in that world for in-game time, like a few weeks. That's because our sessions are only like two hours long and I can't cram everything into two hours. It's impossible. Oh, I know. I'm not digging on that. I just mean, I think once we get further into it, she will be more... Just like when all you were like, we need to go really slow. So I'm like, okay, we'll go very slow. And then I'm going slow. And they're like, this is taking too long. I'm like, you bastards told me to go slow. (laughs) I am currently having a little bit of issue with all of those characters. Remembering exactly what all of them can do. Lou suffers kind of the most out of that because I don't. (laughs) Lou's newer. And she's also not a sorcerer. You're usually a sorcerer wizard main. Yeah, well... Yeah, I do play a lot of I play a lot of magic users. Technically Warlock also magic user, but different. The mechanics of it are a little different. I was excited to have a character that was a little less magic and a little more hit stuff until our first battle and I realized, oh, I am just gonna magic all the time because Eldritch I Blast do better damage with Eldritch Blast than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of my little deal on Yay. my history with D&D. Relatively, especially compared to your 30 years, still relatively new to the whole Ooh. thing. Yeah. But yeah. I am enjoying it a lot, obviously. I wouldn't play this much if I didn't absolutely love this game. That's true. Specifically, I am very much more into the roleplay part. I don't mind the battles. The battles are good and everything, but I like creating the stories more than just 
hitting things with I've hammers. always said if you want to play battles, go play Warhammer. Yeah, exactly. So I think we can create some very cool stories all about that. Yep. yep. Okay, next question. How did you create your character? Ooh. Well, um, we create little side note, we created our characters completely different and completely random both sides. So, um, for me, I use the Fatem card deck system, which is a really cool, um, like, tarot-style card deck that you can use to build your character. And it gives you, like, your race, your class, your um, background, and then it also gives you, like, you know, what are you looking towards the future, like what happened in your past and that's basically how i ended up making row is i kept going through and pulling different cards and then i'm like oh this makes sense and then i was like okay this is cool and then everything just started to fit together as i was pulling the cards and i was like oh cool like the first couple cards i got is okay you're forced into like a relationship okay relationship with what and then i'm like with a king i'm like well i'm a guy and a king so what's gonna happen Ooh, i could be a prince that i'm forced to marry because my background was nobility so i was like oh that's really cool that fits all together nice. so then um it helps me build my backstory by giving me little prompts basically and then because i'm good at making things it just fell through and i had him all built by the end of the night basically I just had to pick his stuff because I'm really terrible at picking inventory and names. We're going to get to that name thing in a second. So for creating hell of it, she is kind of a conglomeration of things that I sort of pieced together from the internet. Most of my creation for her, I got from um, Xanathar's guide to everything. I believe it is. So just standard D&D role tables on creating a character. And then I combined that with um, a site I found on Tumblr that was kind of a list of other things that you could add to that uh, to sort of spell some things out for your character as well, including what kind of a stat block you were going to use for abilities or if you wanted to do manual role, that sort of stuff. Uh, so then I took both of those things and I, in typical me fashion, spent way too much time putting them all into a Google form so that I can select things as I go. And at the end, we'll have a whole list of of what I rolled. So unlike how Sam created his character, yours is very story based and creating kind of a narrative for your character. The what I used is a lot more here's just the plain hard facts about your character. And I think that might be part of the reason that I'm a little, I feel a little less connected to Lou. I do say that, but at the same time, I do still have a connection. It's just not as strong as it is with some of my other characters. We need more Lou stuff. That is something that is in the back of my mind to be, to be working on. So I know where some development with her is going to come in. It's just not currently where we are at in our storytelling process. So I haven't done too much yet. I know it's coming down the line. But some of the things that were in the whole rolling from Xanathar's is pretty much 
how many siblings you have, what kind of an upbringing you had, and then some life events. I do like that part. I could be more narrative, I guess, about that. That's the section that I think has a lot of opportunity to really delve into things that have happened to your character in the past. It just so happened that how I rolled on that table was I got, I think I had three life events. Two of them were just boons that are things that you just have. And then one, it was about starting gold. So they were, (laughs) they have so many things on those tables that could be like tragedies that happen in your life or really good things. I just happened to be like, oh no, I had three boons. Had three boons and a starting gold thing. So, in case you guys are wondering what my three boons were, it was you have somebody who owes you a life debt, and that's why Herschel is a thing. Yeah, Herschel. <laughs> also, in case you guys are wondering or thought we were being a little too, I don't know, game breaky by having horses or whatever. My you know what? Two... I don't care. There's two of us, for God's sakes. Yeah. Also, I'm a prince, so I can get whatever the hell I want. And nobody can say anything about it. Yeah, but they aren't your horses. They're mine. That's so why, true. why does Lou have two horses? They were my other two boons. I literally rolled, you find a riding horse twice. <laughs> nice. And I originally re-rolled one of them because I was like, that's dumb. But then right after that, I rolled that you have a companion. And I was like, just kidding. I'm going to take the second horse, I guess. So... Um, that's why I have two horses and a Herschel. And don't forget to go to episode one and pick your favorite horse. Mm-hmm. Hot Flash, Donut, or Herschel. My favorite horse is Herschel. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're curious as to what the horses look like, I did upload um, some AI images of Donut and Hot Flash. And Herschel because... is up there too, but on a different post. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so is Ro and Lou. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know what we look like and got our little inspiration from, yeah, they they're are there. We also, on the Instagram, just to throw it out there, do try to use AI art as often as we can. I'm going to go ahead and say right now what a goal of mine is with this podcast. When I think we You have, have a goal? I we do. didn't I discuss a goal. a goal. I have a goal. It's, I mean, maybe goal is the wrong term. I will feel like we have made it, in quotes, as a podcast, if and when we get fan art. Ooh. That's why I say it's my goal. It's not an actual personal goal. I would just love somebody to listen and send us fan and art. And enjoy listening to uh, the sound of our voices. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Fun so that's, times. That's going to be making it for me. So. Mm-hmm. Anybody listening, fan art will make my day so much. And I don't care who it's for. Anybody in there. I mean, of course, I do want things of Lou. But we've already had some really interesting, colorful NPCs come through. So if you want a fan art of them, I would also really love that. Yeah. At the time of this recording, we should have had done with... You've met Herschel, Tia, Aria... Mm-hmm. That's it so far. Yeah, I think that's and, it so far. Yeah. But even those ones are pretty great. Yeah. So, or you know what? If you want to draw us 
pictures of corpse flowers with bodies flying everywhere. That would also be super fun. Anything great. you want to draw to make us feel special, that would be awesome. We would totally give you a shout out on that episode. So and much. post you on our Instagram and give you so much loves and hearts. Absolutely. Yeah, that's just a thing that I really look forward to and I hope happens. I really, really hope happens. <laughs> that someone likes us enough to draw. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. So, all right. Next question. Okay. So those were the two main questions that I had going into this, but I do think we absolutely need to discuss naming and how the hell we made our characters separately, didn't discuss them one single bit, and came into the game with characters named Lou. Both of us. Uh, <laughs> great minds think alike. That is insane to me. <laughs> so I knew that my character would have a long, obnoxious name. Mm-hmm. So I wanted his middle name to be his father, because his father is full of himself and named all of his kids after himself. Um, and gave them their middle names. So my sister Ava has the middle name Darius. So she's Ava Darius Arvandor. So that really sucks for her. Mm-hmm. Um, as for what came up with uh, Lesrov was because I was looking for fancy obnoxious names. And that one just stuck to me as being one that no one would use. And it's stupid. So I went with that one. And then I was like, well, I want to shorten it. So Lesrov. So we'll go with Lou or Ro, and I was like, I kind of like Lou better. So I went into the game like, you can call me Lou or Ro. And then when she's like, I'm Lou, and they're like, God damn it, I guess I'm Ro. <laughs> um, over time, if we get other nicknames for our characters, we can absolutely change that. But yeah. <laughs> uh, so my typical naming convention for my D&D characters is not something that was going to work for a podcast. And this is why. Normally I name my characters after drug names because that has ties to my real life. Um, and it's funny. If you guys ever need a character name, I highly suggest just go look at like drugs.com. Like yeah, a fantasy style uh, drug name. It, like If you need a fantasy name, get a drug name. It works wonders. It's so good. It works so good. Uh, the reason I couldn't do it for the podcast, though, um, is the ones that work really well aren't generic names. They are name brands. And I wasn't about to be slinging around brand name drug names on here. I probably wouldn't have pointed out that's where I got the name. But if somebody did realize it at some point, um, for example, in our year and a half campaign, my character there, um, one of the other players came in one day and was like, I just heard an ad on TV for an eye drop with this little like demon guy and it was your name. And I was like, the jig is up. I've been caught. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I just, I didn't want that sort of a thing to happen. So since I wasn't going that route, I did go to some fantasy name generator stuff uh, to look for dwarven names. I was trying to pick the ones that were slightly interesting. There weren't a ton that I really liked very much. I did come up with the last name first. I was like, this is kind of a dumb last name, but Fahak is very close to fuck. And that's why I picked it. Bless you. Yes. And then I was like, 
looking at, at her first names, and I was like, you know what would be fun? Is if all of her names were basically swears. But not really. Yeah, so her name is hell of it fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> That yeah, that's my character, and I thought that Hell wasn't a really great like nickname for Hell of It, but technically Helluvit Lou is in the middle. I thought that was probably the best sort of nickname from that that I could get. So that's how I ended up with a Lou as well. Look at us, two Lou's in a pod. Mm-hmm. The chances. Also, just so everybody knows, it wasn't even. L-O-U, like the typical... Lou. It was L-U! L-U, they're both L-U. <laughs> oh, so insane. When you came in with that, I was like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut the front door. Mm-hmm. I was... I was gonna try it for a while with us both being Lou, Bring and Lou. then... I, I was like, like, no, we'll get confused halfway through. I get confused with our NPC names. I do... The last episode we recorded, I almost called myself Roe like three times. Uh, <laughs> especially with being the NPCs as well as the characters. Maybe this is going to sound crazy. It might actually have been easier if we just were both Lou. And then, we'll and then if you made up. a mistake. Yeah. It's always just going to be Lou. So who knows? We'll see how this goes down the road. But True, true. But I'm kind of liking Roe. Okay. It's growing on me. Plus, I can do a bunch of like uh, title card names with our like shorted names, which would be funny. Mm-hmm. Like the first one, first episode. Mm-hmm. I do also like the nickname that you had in a recent episode that has not yet been released uh, that somebody else gave you. But I assume that you do not, as a character, like that name, given... The history of it. Correct. It's unfortunate because I like it. <laughs> you like? Spoiler alert, it's called Rovi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying to think of one of obnoxious name that some stuffy rich person would call their friend. Okay, so those were some major things that I just wanted to kind of start with. Is there any sort of questions that you had and you want to talk about? Uh, Putting you on the spot. No, I didn't come prepared with anything. I know, I really sprung Zone of Truth on Sam so much. She's like, guess what we're doing today? I was like, recording another episode? Zone of Truth! Yeah. I'm like, you can't cast spells. They don't exist. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I sent him a message the other day that was literally just like, Zone of Truth or Insight Check? Which one? Pick one. (laughs) (laughs) And And just randomly out of nowhere after not talking for two days, and I'm like, in regards to what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was unaware that I was plotting the whole time. Uh, yeah, but I I know our last one that we recorded, we had so much we wanted to say at the end. And... Yes, it's not going to work. So I think this works out great because I really do mm-hmm. want to talk more about our like thought process and creation, mm-hmm. especially now getting into our little mermaid friend because that one is so exciting. Oh, just wait. I'm so excited about all of that. That whole little arc, I just adore. I love it so much. Um, It made me so happy when we recorded it. I also, with the playing D&D 
way back to the first question, I've never DM'd. So this is kind of like a weird combination DM player situation. So I'm getting sort of a slight taste of of the world creation, of the NPCs, all of that stuff. So the first real good like story arc that came from rolling the dice, and I rolled a lot of dice to see what would happen. In I kept asking life. questions, and she's like, oh my god, that's a better idea than that, what I had. Right, or not necessarily better, but you brought it up, so I'm going to roll, which is kind of fun. The point? That we can be very improv and even if I had a plan, if you say something, I will roll, and if the dice tell me that's what we're doing, it's what we're doing. So, yeah, it was just very fun for me, and beautiful to see at the end, so... Hope you guys all enjoyed that part as much as I did. <laughs> yes, yes. I, uh, I'm i a sucker for making sure we have happy endings. So unless, you know, it fits the story, we're going to have happy endings, goddammit. Mm-hmm. If we can. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us for our first episode of Zone of Truth. Yeah. Shortened talking, listening to us talk about ourselves <laughs> and how we made our characters. Yes. Um, And if you have any questions that you're burning to know the answers to that we could answer in another zone of truth, send them to us at partyof2 at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at joinpartyof2. And for both of that, that is the number two. You guys know the deal by now. I mean, yeah, because I'm lazy. I'm not going to write out two. That takes too much time. (laughs) (laughs) And then also... Look for new episodes of Party of Two, Roll of the Dice every Friday, and Zone of Truth episodes on Tuesdays. Our current plan, anyway, is that we'll release episodes on Friday of the main podcast, and then we can have kind of our reactions or behind-the-scenes ones the following Tuesday. So that's the game plan. Please bear with us while we figure all of this out. (laughs) Yeah, because we both have full-time jobs. Yes. And as already stated, play an awful lot of D&D besides the podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know how hard it is to be a DM for these group of toddlers? It's difficult. I'm not a toddler. I'm a, in that game, I'm a well-bred woman with a penchant for stabbing things. Okay, fine. You were not a toddler, but (laughs) Jimmy's a toddler. Yes. With a toddler. He's a toddler with a toddler. (laughs) And his toddler's more responsible than he is. Yes. His toddler is an artificer little robot guy. His name is Stickers. Yes. He's got opposable thumbs now. Mm -hmm. He didn't for a long time. It was a screw. Mm -hmm. Fun times. All right. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Hope to see you again. We miss you. I almost wanted to say, we miss you, we love you. But you know what? We do. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye!